Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, a man who thinks Kardashian is an auto theft organization. Your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the hydrant. Jen Greenfield is here. Now, Jen is in that in that group of, of women in the VO biz that you really have to pay attention to. You know, people like Liz Atherton, you know, it's just like you, you watch out because if you blink, you're going to miss something. Uh, Jen is, has a background in musical theater. And when the pandemic hit, switched over to, to VO. So she's got the uh, she's definitely got the acting chops. She calls herself an army brat, and she's an Air Force wife, and I am married to a military brat as well, so I understand what that's all about. <laughs> On uh, social media, you can see Jen doing some different things. Uh, yoga seems to be one of her passions, and she is often seen playing with power tools. Now, this is not something that you often come across in a VO person, but uh, she she loves woodworking and she makes some audacious stuff. And I'm trying to talk her into building some stuff for me, but I don't think it's going to fly. So, But uh, <laughs> welcome to the show nonetheless. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here and happy to be invited. Where did, where did the uh, woodworking passion come from? You know... It goes without saying, I am a creative, and that's all encompassing for me. You named off several things that I already do, and I'm just also a resourceful person. So when I when I needed nightstands for my son, I didn't find any that I liked, and why not make them? But yeah, it's something that I've just always enjoyed. I've always been pretty handy. I won't lie. I'm also annoying my husband that if I have a high heel shoe and can't find a hammer, well, <laughs> it'll work, right? <laughs> so, uh, hey, I've hey, learned. I, I get it. If I'm sitting downstairs and I hear some some hammering or something upstairs, I cringe because it's like, what is she? What is she doing Don't now? Don't ask questions. <laughs> And, you know, I walked upstairs and then we used to have two bedside tables that she uh, cut the bottom off one and hammered it on top of the other. And it became a dresser for one of the kids. So it's like, okay. Brilliant. Now, I think it's just part of being an artist. You know, you try different mediums. um, And I also do home renovations. And so I was already, you know, knew how to use a hammer, a nail gun, you know, obviously drills and table saw and chop saw, different things, and then you just kind of can take that and it can snowball, right? So are you going to get your own show? Is it going to be like Chip and I forget? I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on it. I've got a a good group of um, followers, some fans that want me to start a YouTube channel. And uh, Jen Tafoni, who's a fellow voiceover peer, she said we should call it Leave It to Greenfield. And so she's she's already got it set up for me. And you know, it's it's the perfect medium because if anything breaks around the house, the first place I go is YouTube looking for the video to figure out how to fix it. And 99% of the time I find it, it's there and I can fix it without having to call someone and spend hundreds of dollars. So uh, that would be a great it's idea. It's true. And the thing that I like to, um, as a woman doing it, not to make it super gender heavy, but 
a lot of women are intimidated uh, by using different tools and trying to take on big projects. And that's one of the things I try to do just as a human is I try to inspire people mm. with whatever I'm doing. And, and I definitely think when you're talking, we see them on TV, we see strong, powerful women building and doing things like that, but kind of bringing it down a level, you know, making it more approachable. I like to do that. So. And it's, and it's amazing. Maybe it's just from, from this industry, although I've, I've met several other women when I was working in corporate as well, that uh, you see that more and more that you, women break the power tools out and they want to do it themselves. They want to figure out how Absolutely. to do it and learn how to do it where, you know, in the 1800s, they weren't allowed to touch tools or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> no, I think, I think that's cool because there is so much more creativity that is untapped in doing that stuff. So, and, and I'm, I'm bizarre anyway, cause I like watching the videos. I don't know if you've seen them on YouTube, the guy that does all the lathe work that takes these hunks of wood and just creates these gorgeous objects yep. out of it. That just, that just thrills me to, to no end. I love watching that kind of stuff. Well, so. and the guys and gals who do the chainsaw yes. sculptures, I don't, I mean, again, I like to think I'm creative. I like to think I have vision, but when I see those folks with no, no pattern, no drawing, just going for it and creating just brilliant things. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's awful. like the, the, you see more and more artists pop up that, you know, will start with a big canvas and just, it looks like they're just randomly throwing paint on it. And then eventually not only does it become something, but it's something they painted upside down and they turn it around and it's prints. And it's like, how did you do that? You know, what Your kind brain. of vision? I know, I know. But you know, I think that's what's really cool. And I'll tie it back in with voiceover too. Certainly with character work, you know, it's so fascinating to me how different people really can excel, have an aptitude for different genres of VO too, because there's some things you just go, I just wouldn't, I couldn't or wouldn't do that. Right. And then you hear other artists who bring out these characters improvisationally just coming up with, you know, just brilliant ideas on voices. It's, that too is also definitely right. a skill. Right. It's just, I, I, I'm amazed at, at those people like Steve Tardio and, you know, that just, you know, has all these voices and, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know how to do that. It's just, it's Where it's did they come from? Yeah. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Or Bob Bergen or somebody like that. And I'm trying to think of a female that would, uh, Ellie Ray, well, you know. Yeah. I <laughs> coach know. with Lori Allen and I've coached with Mark Grau and I just sit there in awe and go, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, I know. Do, do. It's like it's like what am I doing in this industry? I can't. Do I know. That. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes I wonder. God. All right. So let me ask you some of these silly questions, and you are the first to get attacked with my completely revised set of questions. So I have all new. Well, I have some of the older ones as well, but you're going to get a whole bunch of new ones that no one's ever been asked before. So, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. What one thing can you not live without? Wine. <laughs> okay. Or did I mean beer? Or did I mean beer? <laughs> no, no, no. World peace. Damn it, I'm messing this up already. 
No, we we want the honest answer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Wine or world peace? I, I, I don't know where to go with. <laughs> Come back to that one. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> we'll start, one. <laughs> this one should be easier. What's your favorite right. curse word? Shit. Ooh, that's a good one. We had had two of those so far. It's, it's usually fuck, but that's a good ah. one. What Looney Tunes character best represents you? Bugs Bunny all day long. <laughs> you know, you knew the answer before you ever asked. Me. I did, I did, I did. There, there, there were some some thoughts of Daffy Duck, but it's like, no, 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 no it's more bugs and yeah. Yeah. so. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh God, it was one by that North Carolina author, cheesy romance. Oh come on. What's his name? He's super popular. He writes a romance novel and they just make it a movie. Anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. It was terrible. She basically yeah, I don't know who you're Yes, you you know you'll know it as soon as I say it. Hang on. Basically the gist of it, and probably people in the audience are gonna go, Oh yeah. She she's married, she gets in a coma, something happens, and then she has to like Are you talking about like Joe's yeah. cult? No. Hang on, no. hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a male. It's a male author, and the book the book was awful, and I thought, oh, maybe the movie will be less awful. I mean, come on. What was I thinking? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. You're going to know it. Nicholas Sparks. Oh. Nicholas okay. Sparks. Are you with me now? Okay. I'm with you now. Oh, he did the notebook. Are you with You know what I'm saying? Okay, the notebook. No, I, know. I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that did that one with the mailbox that you know to take some. You know. Oh, is he did that was weird yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, he did a lot of cheesy ones. <laughs> I don't oh know if he's going to pay us royalties or sue us. I don't know which. Or talk. I know. Right? He sucks. And he'll be like, no, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for the press. I appreciate the, the well, it, it, it's it's actually a good pick because most of the time people say like Twilight because it's just that people love to pick on that whole series. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. He's just one of those where he can just poop a book out and they're like, print it! 35 <laughs> languages! Pay the right. man! You know? <laughs> He's at the uh, point now where he probably doesn't even write them. I mean, Robert Ludlum got to that point where he had, you know, people write the book and he would go through and, and spruce it up and that would be it. So while we're on the movie thing, who would play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, probably Jennifer Garner. She's got good energy. She's a mom. I don't know. There, there's only one me, right? So this is I don't true. know. <laughs> I don't this know. It's a tough one. I like to pretend that I identify most with Sandra Bullock, but I don't know a lot of young or, you know, more 30s to 40. I'm 42, 43, however old I am. Um, so in that range, I don't know. I have to have somebody with Jen energy. I think Jennifer Lawrence could pull it off really easily. And she's got a good, a good smart mouth. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm on board with that. <laughs> Do you see that one she just did? I'm not going to remember the name of it. Damn it. Look at us. We're the worst. At I know. Names. 
the one where she did a uh, it was a serious role, a returning veteran that was wounded and coming. I home. have not seen that. It is phenomenal. No she kidding. Does, she does an amazing job. It's a it's very well done. I was Excellent. really impressed with it. I'll look it up. Yeah. You know the gens. We you know we do that. We try to Stick impress together. The cult of Jen. Exactly. No, but honestly, you know, she really has done for me a a very wide range of yes. characters and, and pulls has. them off. Yep. I really believe that. Yep. So yeah, everyone thinks she's, to her. she's Katniss, but she's she's Katniss, but she's so much more diverse than that. It's just I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, Chris, you you brought up Twilight earlier. That's kind of there's some roles like Kristen Stewart for me. Although she's done other work, she's still Bella. She's still the girl in Twilight for me. Like right. I struggle to pull her out of that. And so when you say, you know, Jennifer Lawrence and Katniss, yeah, but then her other roles have just been so profound and and strong and, you know, a departure from Hunger Games that I find her I've seen her growth. Let me say that. It's it's like watching Alan Alda do anything but mash. I mean, he's always going to be Hawkeye in whatever he does. I know. I know. You don't want it to. <laughs> right, you don't want it but to. And also, he plays some bad guys sometimes, which is which I understand. But I don't Sometimes know, maybe you just become a role, and, that's, and you're the that's role. <laughs> so. What's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? Ooh, that's a great question. Something I want to learn. You know what? Foreign languages. I can say hello, goodbye, thank you. How much is it and where's the toilet? In like 13 languages, but fluent in none. <laughs> right? All you need is the I basics. Live. Right. And that's what I think. And then usually they're laughing at me by the time, you know, I'm done with my, you know, broken whatever I'm trying to speak that they're like, We'll just take mercy on you and speak to you in English. But, you know, I've lived and traveled all over the world, and thanks to the military. And yeah. I do, I genuinely make an effort. I'm not, when we lived in Germany, the kiddos were born there. In the village we lived in, we were the only English-speaking people. Even our landlord um, didn't speak English. And so it was an opportunity for me to challenge myself. Um, but, yeah, as you travel that's one thing people, you know, forget is, you know, you have to try, you know, to be a part of that other culture. And right. so, and you also see how some languages mix you. I don't know if you know this. So in German, 27 is 27. Okay. 27. I asked my friend in who is Dutch and he said, I said, how do you say 27? He said, 20. And I go, Wait, 20 is English and seven is even is German. So you just took English and German and that made Dutch. And he was like, pretty much. And I was like, okay. So English. Anyway, that it's was like good. English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dutchlish. I don't know what it is. Yeah, anyway. yeah, what is it? If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Can I be a sorbet? I would be lemon sorbet. Tart, sweet. What song? I'm I'm scared to ask this one. What song should play every time you walk into a room? <laughs> okay, actually, I have an answer for this. My husband will tell you it's a song by Pink 
called So What. I don't know if you know it, but she just, So what? I'm a rock star. I got my rock moves. Okay. I will tell you when I walk in that it would be I am what I am, which is from a kind of drag show called La Cajo Fall. Um, Just owning who you are or Dancing Queen by ABBA. There you go. I got three for you. (laughs) Which brings up another question that I, I meant to ask you up front. Musical theater, what's the your favorite show that you've been in? Oh, my gosh. I, the, my favorite show that I've been in was La Cage au Fall. And okay. what was fascinating about that show was I was a woman playing a man who was supposed to be playing a woman, <laughs> which is because it's a drag show, right? But right. all the other dancers were all men, and but they needed more. And because I have such a strong dance background, I was able to do a lot of tricks and flips and things like that. So when I would do my drag makeup, the director would just go, more, more. So I'm just like trying to make my jaw as you know contoured as I can and just try to look as masculine as I can, but then put lipstick on so that I looked feminine again. <laughs> But I also did Grease wow. um, the year before that, and holy moly, I um, it was a, this was a community theater show, and I'll be honest, it was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> I ended up playing I ended up playing five roles in this show. Oh, I was wow. Cha Cha. I played Cha Cha, which was super fun. So I got to have you know again the big dance break. Played right. Cha Cha. I played the woman at the diner, you know, um, I played just a greaser, just a guy, a a T-bird that was just in scenes. And then our Danny, our director chose, which was dumb, but our director chose to be Teen Angel, but he was the understudy for Danny. Well, Danny gets sick. So now our Teen Angel had to step up and play Danny. And then they stood there and there went, Oh crap, what do we do? So I stepped in and also played Teen Angel. And let me tell you, Jim, I went and rented a white tuxedo with a white top hat and I had a cane and I just freaking crushed that role because you never get to see Teen Angel as a woman. And so I just channeled, I don't know, it was Madonna or somebody, you know, and oh my gosh, it was... It was so fun. I mean, I don't want to go back and do it again, but that part was fun. All right. So this conversation actually leads into another good question. Okay. If you were a guy for a day, what's the first thing you would do? (laughs) If I were a boy, what would I do? Oh, my gosh. I don't know, Jim. What would you do? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, this is not turn the questions around on the host. <laughs> what if I were a guy? Oh my gosh, that's an excellent question. Okay, on the fly, on the fly. You know what I would do? I would take my shirt off outside, go for a run. That's what I would do because as a woman... <laughs> I don't get to do that without having the police called on me. So there you go. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I never understood that, but okay. I but, really don't either. But I understand <laughs> what you're saying. So. 
That happened the other day when my husband and I were on a walk and literally we're halfway down and this guy just, this, and I'm like, you know what? If I just literally took my shirt off right now, traffic would stop. You know, people would be like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> like, dude can just walk around without a shirt on. Anyway. And I'm if you were right. anywhere else except the United States, no one would notice. They would not even blink. They'd be like, oh, she's going to the beach. Outstanding. Yep. Enjoy your time. It's not even that. <laughs> oh, she's going shoe shopping. It's, it's fine. Yeah, Whatever. Exactly. Uh, All right. Let's do some either or things here. I'll give you two things. You tell me your preference. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Pineapple pizza. Toilet paper over or under? over i'm grabbing my pearls but there's even an option on that one <laughs> people get really militant about that wow <laughs> um reese's cup or milky way reese's cup now if you if you give me the wrong answer on this one i'm stopping this interview right now okay passenger or driver driver <laughs> naturally <laughs> shocking <laughs> eggs omelet or scrambled omelet summer or winter summer horror movie or comedy movie comedy all right now we get into the fun questions all right would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly fly no Would question. Rather... My kids ask me that. <laughs> and you fly all the time anyway, so I guess that um, makes yeah. sense. I just get there faster. <laughs> Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read people's minds? I'd rather just move things. See, I think that would be more fun. You get to mess with people all the time. <laughs> I know. And I, you know what? Do you really want to know what's going on in people's heads? Because to no. be honest, <laughs> I really don't. And they don't want to be in mine either. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. That's just so dangerous. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Would you rather own a car with a horn that plays YMCA every time you touch it or have a car with your favorite cartoon character painted on the side? Just the horn, the horn one where it plays YMCA. YMCA. Which superpower would you rather have, the ability to unlock every door or the ability to shift your shape? Oh, shape-shifting, please. <laughs> please make it happen. That's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, it's just like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to do that? I know, right? So cool. Would you rather live in a haunted castle or an abandoned train station? A haunted castle... Or an abandoned train station. You know what? I like to have people to talk to. So I'm going to go with the haunted castle. Whether they're there or not. <laughs> well, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> I'll just keep talking. and <laughs> Maybe they'll answer. Or I'll drive them away. I don't know. <laughs> it's like that one Simpsons episode where they go into the haunted house and the house destroys itself because it can't deal with the Simpsons anymore. <laughs> Exactly. I'd have a castle all to myself. There you go. <laughs> Would you rather have all the traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? All the traffic lights be green. Okay. 
this this one brightens me every time I ask it. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to see or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to see? Oh, my word. It would be far better for everyone if we were just live streaming what I'm doing and not witnessing <laughs> my thoughts. Though, let's be honest, Jim, how often do we show what we're thinking on our face, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting because a few people, not many, have come up with the, the evil side of that and that, ooh, if I put my thoughts up there, I can manipulate other people into believing other things. And it's just like, oh, boy, I don't want to know you anymore. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm good. Yep. Just watch <laughs> me do this. Right. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Whatever. Yep. <laughs> we won't get into some of the things people watch online. So that's a whole oh different nightmare. <laughs> I know. And what people are comfortable recording. Let's just take that a step further, right? I know. Uh, I know. It's like people haven't gotten the concept that the internet is forever. I know. I know. And I yeah. really am. I try to post things. I am mindful, but yeah, there's, I feel even for humanity, there's a line. <laughs> there's a line. <laughs> Someone came to you and say, okay, Jen, I really want to get into this, this acting thing, whether it's theater or voiceover or anything like that. What's the first thing you would tell them to do? Find some classes, not even a coach. For me, it's find some classes, meet other people who want to do or think that's the key here. Think they want to do what you do uh, or what you want to do because and, and also you learn, you learn from other people when you're in a group setting. Um, but I think it's a great introduction to what am I actually getting into? Because there's, a, you know this, there's so many misconceptions about what it is to be an on-stage actor, an on-camera actor, a voice actor. And so getting into a class setting, I think is just the perfect way to meet other people, get experiences, maybe be at the same level, maybe be at different levels, but you know, ease into it. So I think classes are a great way to start. Would you send them towards a traditional acting class or tell them to seek an improv class? You know, of course, I'm going to say an improv class, but I have to be honest, I have a nephew who just graduated um, from University of Texas. They have a, a specialized theater program. But you know, Jim, with social media, TikTok, with self-tapes, all these different avenues, I, I just don't even think, I don't know that traditional acting experience, I, I think you need to have more of that improv. I think it's more important than ever because people's paths to getting into the industry, it's just changed so much. Right. So I right. think having the improv, being able to create content, um, yeah, really working on the fly, being able to kind of have that reality TV moment, again, with the improv, being able to just know you, 
know what you need to do, but be able to, yeah, come up with characters, come up with lines, come up right. with situations, come up with faces. But yeah, but I mean, of course, traditional acting has its place. Uh, but yeah, improv is so crucial. Especially, and this is because of my background, especially if you're coming from a non-acting but vocal background, for example, radio. You know, it took me a year to unlearn everything that I had learned in radio because they don't want announcers. They want actors. And, you know, it took me a while to come up to speed with that. So it's, yeah. I think it's a great point. I think that's a great point. And again, back to the what you think it's going to be or, hey, I've already got this background. You know, surely I can just apply it to this and just ta-da! Paycheck. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you've got all these goofs out there saying, you know, earn money in your spare time by doing voice work. And it's like, I, I want to reach through the screen and, and punch these people. It's like, no, no, no. It's sorry. It doesn't work that way. I mean, it just, it's crazy. I know. It's and, crazy. It's, and it just, you know, for me and I know for you, for other peers who recognize this, we just have to stay the course. Like, just take right. care of you do your job, do it well. That's not, and I have to tell people this when I talk to new VO, they'll say, oh, the market's so saturated and there's so much competition. I'm like, they're not your competition. Just right. because you say I am a voice actor does not mean they are directly, you know, vying for the same jobs you are or that they're even in the same you know, level that you are. So I, yeah, I have to remind people they go do that thing over there. That's fine. Right. We'll do our right. thing. We'll do our thing. And then realize that just because you may not be getting work at some point doesn't mean you're bad at what you do. I mean, the analogy I use, it's like, it's like going to, to pick out a uh, suit or a dress off the rack. And it's like the, the client's going to pick this one. It doesn't mean the other ones are bad. It just means that's what they were looking for at that moment. So you can't also beat yourself up for that. You are 100% correct. And I, I do feel like I'm a confident person and I, I'm, I don't really get that imposter syndrome um, thing, but in all fairness, I mean, I have been in acting my whole life. I mean, I was in my first opera at seven, you know, th that's what, and so I think I just am, had already had the hardened skin, right? You know, where mm. you just, I, I remember I auditioned, I was auditioning for a Disney Cruise Line and I literally said, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. And they said, thank you. And I was like, but, uh, but to your point, it wasn't my voice. It, I could have been too short. I, you know, there's just so many elements that you variables that you just have no idea, but it's the same with voiceover. So I think I just accumulated kind of that tough skin where I just, right. people say rejection and I just say, I wasn't the right fit. Like that's it. And I, so I think I've just had that for so long that you're right. When I don't get a job, I don't let the thunder clouds and the rain destroy me. I just go ah, on to the next thing. I was surprised to hear you just say that you were confident. I'd never would have imagined that. I certainly know. I'm working on Very shy and reserved. <laughs> I'm slowly coming out of my shell. As you can see, I'm almost out of my shell. Completely. <laughs> uh, and, and we support the wonderful work you do. So in that regard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, Do thank you for, for doing fans. this. Thank you this for doing wonderful. this. This was fun. If you want to know more about Jen, you can check what she does at jengreenfieldvo.com. You made it through yet another episode of The Hydrant. Well done. Big thanks to Allison Steele for episode announcing. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit allisonsteele.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. And no, she is not the Nightbird. This episode was mixed and mastered by Roman Barry at Voices and Sound Studios. Visit Voices and Sound at voicesandsound.com and ask to see Roman's Aquarium. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, or worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. Next week, the steady stream of outstanding guests continue as the pack reconvenes at The Hydrant. Thank you for hanging out with us, and be sure to join us next week for more fun and foolishness.